Welcome to Business and Money Mentors. Together, Mia, your business mentor, and Bonnie, Miss Money Boss, guide you on the need to knows to grow and manage your business successfully. Hello and welcome to the show. It's another lovely summer day and I want us to check in with Ms. Money Bob because she has always some great tips for us. So Bonnie, tell us what is on your mind about this week in the finance world. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just got the biggest embezzlement case thrown on me, like literally on Friday. And so I was, it's so funny because as you know, you were leading in and stuff, I was looking at the volume of accounts that were affected and what I was going to have to be doing. And I was like, oh my God, the biggest message is everybody needs to check their accounts regularly and make sure that the transactions that the money that's leaving your account is supposed to be because literally people are getting stolen from all the time and it really is important for you to know what's going on with your money. So that's my biggest tip for you today. That is such a big tip, isn't it? And, and that also can work on our personal side too. Keep up on your stuff so that Things don't happen like that. Right? Absolutely. So I have a tip for business because, and it goes along with yours, because guess what, guys? Be aware of every aspect of your business that's running fluidly. I mean, just smooth like water because this week we literally have been working around the clock since Friday. That means our U.S. team is working and then we have somebody overseas working on research and guess what we found so many sites are down for people they don't realize that it went down or their um, contact information isn't on their right and you can't reach people so be aware of your systems to make sure that they're running in place on a regular basis that means all your free gifts that means your websites that means your autoresponder everything you have because it can hurt you okay awesome so we have a fun show today don't we Yes, we're going to be talking about crushing it on camera with Michelle Lang. That's so fun. I can't wait to talk about this. I know. It's going to be really exciting. So let's share Michelle Lang with you. She is an online video marketing strategist. Through the right process, you can triple your audience, close more sales, and leave everyone with a big impression of your work in you. I want to bring on Michelle. So welcome, Michelle, to the show. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. Would you like to start out with sharing with the audience a little bit about your background story that led you to the work that you do today? Sure. I'd be happy to. Um, I grew up doing theater as a child. It was really like going up and being in front of people was associated with having fun and playing, which is kind of how we want it to be as adults. But later on when I started pursuing professional theater, um, visibility became really painful for me. For some reason, kind of the, the calm, comfortable, supportive environment I had in my hometown was a very different ball game in New York City professional theater. And it was very cutthroat. And what happened for me was I hit this moment where I no longer wanted to do it. And I kind of went into hiding and I wanted to be behind the scenes. 
And it was from there that I, I left that side of performing and started um, producing and directing. And through the years, I looked back and I thought, well, what, why, why did that hiding happen? What was going on inside of me and what was going on in my environment that made me um, afraid to be visible? And the reason that came up was that I was finding that a lot of, I went into producing um, within the feature film world, and then I later went into producing video content and branded content for small business owners. And I noticed they were having some of those struggles that I had had with being visible. And that's when I started really, really thinking about what goes on inside of people that makes this so difficult because the, the challenge people have with going on camera and being visible is so prevalent. And it's from there that I started really kind of creating systems and processes to help people feel more comfortable on camera, get more confident, but also develop the mindset and skill set they need to overcome some of those challenges around visibility. So, Michelle, this context, what does it mean to be visible? Like, when you're talking about being visible, can you just share, like, exactly what you're meaning by that? Yeah, I think it can mean different things to different people. For some people, visibility is putting themselves out there with a product or service or online launch that they've never offered before. So that can look like different things to different people, but sometimes it can be the visibility of marketing yourself online, um, doing webinars, showing up on social media and posting. That can even be scary for people, even when it's photos, creating video content, going on stage and speaking in front of an audience. For some people, even going to a network event and being in the room where they've got to meet people is a form of visibility that's scary. So it can show up in many different ways, almost like different faces of a diamond. But at the root of the challenges around it, there's some common core themes. So in other words, no matter what the vehicle is you're struggling with, the underpinning of what's creating those video um, visibility challenges um, has a lot of similarities. That's probably how I would put it. And, there, awesome. and there's layers under that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it makes a lot of sense. I love that you include the stuff even about networking groups because any type of event that we go to, we have to be fully present um, so that we feel comfortable, not just about what people think about us, right, or what kind of impression we're leaving, but we want to feel comfortable in the room. And so many of us attract energies. I know Bonnie does. She can't go into certain types of events because it's just too um, stressful on her system. Right, Bonnie? Is that how you would say it? Being an empath? Yeah. yeah. I mean, too I many energies too, in the yeah. room. Mm -hmm. It's too overwhelming for me. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And, and what's really, yeah. And what's really interesting is sometimes visibility is medium specific. So for example, I've had clients before that are super comfortable speaking on stage and they've done live events and they've done lots of successful live events um, of their own and spoken at other people's events. But when it comes to creating video, it's like, oh, that's where the freeze up happens. So there are people that are real go-getters and are really out there, but I think because, maybe because they've never done video before and it's a new medium that they don't quite understand, until they get the skill set to break it down, it feels really scary for them. Sure. So do you feel like the camera is like kind of like this uh, veil that all of a sudden lets people know that 
you know, it's kind of like a wake-up call in a sense? I think it is almost this imaginary monster that is in, in, imbued with powers that it actually doesn't have in that. So, so um, Bonnie, the an- that's a great question, and the answer is sort of two parts. I think one reason to touch on your question that it's scary is that if you give a signature talk and it's not that great, no one's going to really remember it, right? Unless you're speaking at a major conference and videotaped and archived forever, most people aren't going to ever see that talk again. And so you've impacted a room full of people who said, eh, that wasn't so great. And you walk away and you move on. There's a feeling of permanence with video. So even Mm. though you're the one in control of that permanence, right, you're the one that often chooses whether that video is put up or taken down. There's a feeling of, oh, my God, I can't take it back once it's up there. But it's also it's also the layer of closeness it has. Like just if you think about the HD lens in general, it used to be that we had this technology called SD, which is standard definition, right? And then in the early 2000s, I think it was, we came out with HD. HD shows such a degree of detail that all of a sudden fine lines show up more. You can see every detail of someone's face. And when you're filming somebody... The best shots, especially for talking head or interview, are from the chest on up. So you're a lot closer in on that person. And so I think for women especially, they feel like they're under a microscope when they're under when they're on video. And so mm-hmm. they're much more likely to look at every fine line and wrinkle and little bit of extra weight. It gets magnified in their own minds when they see themselves on camera. And then plus, Video is never going to actually represent exactly what you look like. It's like they say when you when you take a selfie, it doesn't quite, you know, you're distorting. The, there's an image flip. There's different things happening. And so I think a lot of times people don't like the way they look on camera. And it takes a really skilled cinematographer to know how to make women and men look great on camera. That's a very, very refined skill. It's lighting. It's many, many Mm -hmm. things. But, you know, when people, a lot of times actors get criticized for being vain, right? When it's funny, when people do their videos and they realize, oh, yeah, the camera does kind of put on some extra pounds, then they start to understand, ah, that's why the actors are so obsessed with what they look like. But, But the key thing, and this is part of the mindset work I do, which we can talk about, you know, later in the video, in this interview, is that there's a real switch that you have to flip in your mind in getting your focus off of you and really reconnecting to why you're creating that video. And usually when you're creating that video, there's a bigger why going on. There's somebody you want to reach. There's somebody you want to impact. And if you can take the focus on off of yourself and put it on your why, on your message, it is actually incredibly liberating. Because, you know, it's funny, Bonnie, um, uh, James Wedmore has this great story on one of his podcasts where he says, you know, imagine you're sitting on the beach and you're thinking about your body and you're kind of self-conscious in your swimsuit. You've maybe gained an extra 10 pounds or you haven't worked out in a month or two. And you kind of have a, you know, like a towel over your lap. But then imagine somebody's drowning in the water. Would you say, no, I can't get up and go save them because then people will see my cellulite? No, exactly. you, would bolt for, you would bolt to that water as quick as you can to help that person. 
Right. So that's kind of the mindset shift we've got to make around our videos. It's not about us. It's about who so, we want to reach. So in essence, it's still the self-growth work that needs to be done that we're all striving mm-hmm. to do in order to be comfortable. Exactly. And for some reason, there's something about video that triggers everybody's inner wounded child, not to get too deep here, but I think every kid has had some time in their life, or adult, has had some time in their life when as a child or young adult or older adult, they've been made fun of, they've been criticized, they might have gotten ostracized or not picked for the dodgeball team or whatever that is. There's something about going on camera that magnifies this fear of being judged, fear of being not liked or not good enough. And I think that that's the fear that gets kind of triggered on a less conscious level. But the good news is there are some really easy things you can do to shift it. Well, and then there's the literally like the people that have been told, you know, you don't look good on camera, um, you know, you're not photogenic. I mean, I know that's where I came from when I was in high school. I was literally told, Bonnie, you really don't take good pictures. Make sure that you are the one taking the pictures, not the one in the pictures. Literally, I was told that in high school. And and isn't it amazing how that can stick with you? Like, you still remember that. Yeah. Are you kidding? It probably took a long... Yeah. I mean, the thing I I literally did not get in front of a camera for 20 years. No joke. This is no joke. And it literally took everything I had with a photographer that I felt super uber comfortable with that I knew super well for many years before I would get in front of the camera again. I, I totally believe it. And that's, that's why we all um, as women and in general need to be so careful in the messages we give to other people about themselves, about their abilities. Because it can, mm-hmm. those words can stay with you for, I mean, you're lucky you overcame it. For some people, it can stay with them a lifetime. Um, I, I know the one thing I didn't share in my story is the reason, this is the key thing I missed, the reason I left theater was it became exactly that. It was it became painful where when I was in college and I was at a really competitive theater program at NYU, I looked into the audience and there were two classmates of mine laughing at me. And at that one moment, that's what actually started the whole seven years of just wanting to hide. So it, it, we've all have these stories, right? We have these incidences that happen that cause us to form beliefs about ourselves that are not necessarily true, right? And then we spend our adult years unraveling them and creating new stories, which is great, mm. right? We do have the ability to, to, to create a new story. But that's the other thing about video that's really cool. It, you know, it, it does come with a lot of, like, tied-in stuff around it, but it is a very learnable skill that, I, I mean, after having coached people in this area for about seven years, I've only had two people that I couldn't get good on to be good on camera, and the only reason was they were not willing. Like, you know when someone's just not coachable, and you could see in their body and their whole disposition that they're going into gridlock, and they just, they just don't want to be. So, so, so that's good news. It, it's just learning certain skills 
And once you learn those skills and sort of these simple mindset shifts, you can really, you can get good at it. You so really it's basically can. an inside job, right? So what tips, I know that you have some really good tips, you know, that we can work on internally to really kind of help turn this around. So what are some of your incredible tips, Michelle? Because I know that you know about all this kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, well, the first one is, and, and so it's really interesting because I don't know if you guys have ever noticed within like spiritual talk, right? Sometimes the simplest things are really profound when you start to unpack them. So some of these tips are going to sound a little simple on the surface, but then I'm going to kind of, I'll go through the layers of it. So the first step actually is to be, um, is, is to be compassionate with yourself. So, mm. and what I mean by that, this is so essential, right? When you watch a little kid learning to walk and the first time they go to walk, they're going to fall down, right? It's inevitable. And a good parent doesn't berate that child and go, you idiot, can't you walk yet? You're nine months old, right? They go, come on, right. come on, you can do it. And and right. I think the, so the first step is internalizing that towards ourselves and treating ourselves like our own best friend. So for example, if you, you ever take a photo with a close friend and they look at the photo and you go, oh my God, don't post that photo. And they go, what are you talking about? You look great. So your best friend never sits and micro-picks all your faults, not if they're a good friend. They look at the big picture. They look at what you are doing right, and they cheer you on. And, yeah, they may notice some areas of improvement, but they do it in a very, if they're a good friend, they do it in a very loving and compassionate way. That's how we need to approach ourselves through this learning process and to really understand that it is a learning process. In fact, the, the more you do it, the better you get. And if you look back at some of um, some of the big wigs in our marketing world, if you look back at some of their earlier videos, you will see a huge difference between where they were then and where they are now. Um, and so, so being compassionate with yourself, the next thing that really helps on a mindset level is um, to, to realize that nobody is actually judging you as harshly as they're judging themselves or as I'm sorry, no one's judging you as harshly as you're judging yourself. Okay. So people are busy and they're usually thinking a lot more positive things than you are necessarily assuming. And for the ones that are judging you, you got to stop and think about, well, wait a moment. The people that go around judging are usually feeling hurt, um, scared and hurt inside anyway. So if a bunch of scared and hurt people are judging me, that's okay, because they're probably not the people I'm trying to reach anyway, and not the people I'm trying to serve. So it's just sort of like letting go of all that question around judgment, because usually it's a big dialogue going on in your head. And it's not a dialogue that's going on with the people that are meant to hear your message. Um, and what's really cool is as you start putting your videos out there, as scary as it is, that's when you start getting the feedback from the people it is positively um, reaching. And sometimes you'll be really surprised. Like I put a video out that I thought just sucked. And then I'll find out like a few months later, I'll run into someone at an event or a conference and they'll be like, yeah, I saw your video that really helped me with XYZ. And so it's just amazing how our perception can be so different than the reality. And the only reason, way to find out is to start challenging that perception. Um, the last key, which is something I touched on a little earlier, is to make your, your why more important than how. 
than the how. So it goes back to that beach analogy I gave you. Somebody's drowning in the water. You suddenly don't care about your cellulite as you run across the beach in public to save them. So Frederick Neek said, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. And so what I take away from that is if you can connect to why you're creating this video in the first place, what is the bigger purpose? You know, maybe you have a dream to launch a big business and impact thousands and millions of people. Maybe you want to have a small coaching practice, but you want to know that you're impacting at least 10 people a year and making their lives different. Well, video is how you're going to get that message out there. And if you can connect to the message and who you're trying to reach, the hope is that that will become, you'll get more focused on that and that will start all the worries about yourself will kind of take a back burner. Exactly. So those are exactly. A no, that makes that sense. totally, totally makes sense on every level. And you know, it was so interesting what you were saying about how um, if you go back and you look at your old video, it's so funny that you said that because I think about two or three months ago, I was back and I was on my, you know, my sex butter YouTube channel and I was looking at it and I was thinking to myself, um, what I was like, Oh my God, what were you thinking? You know, (laughs) you, you were so out of it. You know what I mean? Like you were so out of it. And I was like looking at me on camera then. So, you know, this was like years ago, right? Looking at me on camera then compared to even when I do it like a, a live Facebook today and just realizing, like, how far that I've come, you know, and I'm still it's not everything. incredible, you know, in doing scripted things, but it's like if I can do things in small bites, I find that it's a lot easier, mm-hmm. like, if I'm just thinking about it in small bites, you know, as opposed to large chunks. Because one of the things mm-hmm. is that I think, you know, a lot of times when we think about a video, you know, and and I know because, you know, I've shot video with you, and so you kind of know, like, what my style is and everything. One of the things that I've learned and I've been doing since we shot video together is getting out of my head and into my body before we even do video. And it's so funny because Mia reminded me of this two months ago when I was trying to shoot this video, and I was, like, screwing it up, like, over and over again. And I'm like, God, you know, this is so crazy. I'm just not getting this. And she's like, Bonnie, you know what, take a few minutes, like jump up and down, you know, get into your head, you know, get out of your head, like listen to some music and then try it. And like literally I got it on the first try after doing that. And I was like, yes, you know, like, and I'm so grateful that, you know, learning these things, it's, it's a process and practice makes you better. So not judging yourself and just being passionate about whatever you're talking about a lot of times can mm-hmm. get you out of your head and into your body as well. And it's really, I love that you I, just said that too. Oh, wait, sorry. Is Mia talking? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. trying. I've been oh, trying the whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's really important, as you were saying before, about connecting to the person. I've experienced that if you connect at least to one person, feel the energy of, I'm doing this to to improve, help, whatever, to one person energy-wise, then 
that connection is there. What we do is we step away from who we are, right? And we're actually in that Mm -hmm. space of serving. So it really is so much easier. And it comes through also through our whole system. And 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 like you said, Michelle, people will come up to you later and say, wow, that really impacted me, even if you didn't... um, you know, think that it did. And Bonnie was talking about the small bites. It's really important, I believe, to take your video, work part of it, stop, look at it, see where you're uncomfortable. It's about learning how to be in front of the camera. So you know that if, you know, you're sitting a certain way, your chin looks double or your eyes are crooked or something, then you just reposition. That's part of the little things that people don't really realize about getting in front of the camera. Wouldn't you say, Michelle, that it's about being so comfortable with the camera as if it's your friend. You've played with it. You know what you look like. So it's easier to get past that insecurity. Would you agree with that or not? Yes. Yeah. No, I totally do. And it becomes, you know, if you think back to like the last, the first time you ever kissed a boy, I don't know about you, but I remember like it was almost, it wasn't scary, but I was like nervous and I had to think about it. And I'm like, so how am I going to do this, right? And now if you kiss someone, you just kiss them. You don't sit there and premeditate your game plan. Well, not necessarily, but you know what I mean? And so I think that you're right. It gets, you're like, now am I going to move my tongue to the right or the left, right? Like, so you're right. It, and it becomes more and more comfortable. And suddenly that you're like exactly that, your fear starts going away, um, because it, it's no longer new, and you start getting a degree of, you go from conscious incompetence to conscious competence, and then eventually unconscious competence, where it's so natural, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you see with the anchor people. You put them in front of a camera, it's like the camera isn't even there. But you nailed it. It's a process. And I think what happens with business owners is we're so good at being at what we do, or, you know, you have a certain level of mastery at whatever you've specialized at these past years. And what happens, it's very, there are two things that are so humbling for entrepreneurs and business owners. The first is doing video, because suddenly you're a beginner again. And it's a really vulnerable place to be, to feel like you, you don't know what you're doing yet. And the second thing is doing an online launch for similar reasons. Suddenly you're no longer the expert, you're a beginner. But that's where that self, exactly what you both said, understanding it's a process, under giving yourself permission to just be a learner for a while, and yeah. giving yourself room to learn and grow are what is going to take it from being painful to actually kind of fun. Because once you right. get good at it, it is fun. It becomes like play. But you got you to gotta hang in there with the learning curve, which doesn't even have to be that long. I've seen people really shift even within like a two-hour coaching session, it, it, once, they, once you've got the basics, it, you can grow pretty fast. And that's the cool thing. That is very so, cool. Yeah. I, I so let me ask you something, Michelle, because um, yeah. I know that, you know, there was a time like when you were teaching people kind of how to do their own video, you know, with their iPhones and stuff like that. So do you think that, you know, that also is, you know, people doing video more regularly because they don't have to have all this, you know, big, huge or equipment that used to be needed, that it's becoming just a lot an easier process. It's like it doesn't have to be like this whole big ordeal every single time. Yes, and I love your question, Bonnie, because um, 
there's a diff- there are different types of videos that are totally fine for different occasions. For example, Instagram stories, which has blown up. In fact, the majority of people going on Instagram are spending the most amount of time on the stories. And mm. Instagram, I forget, I was listening to the numbers the other day. I mean, millions, billions, I don't know, there's a ridiculous amount of the population on Instagram now. And with your Instagram stories, they're meant to be run and gun. They're meant to be on the fly. In fact, if they look too professional, it would take away from the connection and the authenticity. Same with Facebook Live. It's um, I, Like with my Facebook Live, I like to kind of make sure the lighting is good and I'm well-framed, but it doesn't have to be perfect. And, and that's a good thing. So I think that the expectation of production quality has relaxed a lot for different mm-hmm different types of videos and I also think that nowadays if you are going to make your own videos there's so many affordable ways to get the gear you need to get really high production quality right on your iPhone oh my god I have um, (laughs) yeah I have this thing that I bought recently that is amazing I gotta share so it's called a social light it was, I think it was 50 bucks, if I remember. It literally is this amazing stand that you can turn in every single direction. It's got a little clip-on light that you put on your iPhone, and you literally, mm-hmm. and, it, and literally it doesn't matter what size camera phone you have, this thing opens up to whatever size. You know, the original ones were like a pain in the butt. If you had like a case, it wouldn't work. This thing works with everything. And let me tell you, it is the bomb. It was 50 bucks. It's called the Socialite. That's so cool. I love it. How's that spelled, Bonnie? Is it L-I-G-H-T or L-I-T-E? L-I-T-E. So social and then L-I-T-E. It's social I-T-E. Okay. All one word or two words? Yeah, all one word. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm telling you, okay, super uber amazing. And it's really awesome. So I took this to, I was at my uh, year long coaching program and I took it and we did some video with it and everybody loved it. It was like every single person was like, oh my God, I have to have one of these. It's like the game changer. That's so cool. So cool. Even, even if you were doing video where you were like, let's say cooking in the kitchen and you just wanted to show like what you were doing you know, from the countertop, you could literally film that way too. That is so cool. And and send me the link, Bonnie. I'll add that to my equipment guide. I mean, it's amazing because okay. like, um, and I'll, I'll share a link to this at the end of the episode, but there's like the equipment that I recommend for your, that you can plug right into a smartphone. I mean, one of the right. microphones is a $20 microphone and it will make your sound sound amazing and and you can like you said like you can do all this on a micro budget and the beauty is too is back to what you said the more video you can empower yourself to do on your own the better you're going to get so that later on if you do invest in professional videos you're going to get a lot more mileage out of that investment because you will have had Mm -hmm. all that practice absolutely and the more you do this um practicing and exposing yourself, you're going to know what equipment you want, whether you need a lavalier so that the sound matches the camera, whether, you know, whether it's built in exactly how. And also, wouldn't you suggest or would you say, Michelle, that don't just stick in front of your computer, guys, 
you know, stand up, go yes. to work, cre- create, create a set. Creating a set is so easy to do. And then you put your, whether it's a, you know, you'll know how, whether you move a table in the whole camera setup or you have a tripod, go outside, go to the ocean, go here, go, go different places that that's exciting that is in alignment with what you're speaking about or that you want your audience to see you in because that that space around you, I always talk to people about the space around you is what we see. That's what's going to last a thousand years. So don't do a video with dirty dishes behind you. Don't do something <laughs> where you're not happy not being made up or your hair done. Treat this as if you want to create it to the utmost degree of respect for you and what you're doing, literally. As much professionalism as you can get is the way that you'd want to um, move that forward. I also want to ask you if you could share with the audience a little bit. In in the opening, I, I told them that with this, you know, with this stuff that you're teaching, that they can triple their audience, close more sales, and leave an impression. Do you want to talk a little bit about that as well? And then we'll get back into the camera stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, Mia, can I just comment on one thing you said about the different environments? Because I thought you of made course. such a great point that I just wanted to comment on. So I, I think what you said is so astute. There was one time, um, you've got to think about your your environment as an extension of your brand. So everything that's in your environment when you shoot that video is is literally, think of it as a movie set. That is part of you and part of what's representing your brand. So it needs to be congruent. So there was one very high-level on-camera coach, charges thousands of dollars to work with her, high-level programs, 30000 a year, et cetera, et cetera. And she was making a video where she had these plastic bookshelves with, like, it maybe was made in her garage, I'm not sure, but it looked like there were, like, books falling off. And it was so incongruent with how she normally shows up. So, yeah, that congruency is huge. Yeah, and I love the idea of taking people places with your camera because that makes it a lot more fun. So, um, okay, back to tripling your audience. The thing about video and building your audience that's super important to understand is that, and you probably have heard this as with any marketing, but it's really true with video, consistency is key. And you cannot build your audience with inconsistency because people need to kind of, it needs to be almost part of their biorhythm that they come to expect that every week they're going to tune in to you, just like you do with your favorite TV shows. Or for me, like I love James Wedmore's podcast, Mind Your Business. And so every Monday I know it's coming out and every Monday I check my podcast and I listen in. So that's the kind of relationship you need to build. The other thing is to realize that audience building can take a while. It might take, look, there are some people where we've done launches, where we've run Facebook ads to the videos, or we've paid to boost those video posts, and they can, you know, maybe even build a list by a 1,000 in in just three or four weeks. But that's paid advertising. Usually what's more typical is you're going to do a slower build. And You've got to look at the sort of it's a marathon, not a sprint. So Gary Vee, who's huge in the world of online marketing and video, he talks Mm -hmm. about how uh, the very first year of his show, he said literally no one watched. Like he couldn't even, he jokes that like he couldn't even engage 10 people. But he got better and better. 
and he stuck with it and he got that consistency and and now he's got millions and millions and millions. So it's the patience and the consistency in the audience mm. building. But if you if if you are starting at zero within a week, you should be able to get three viewers who like your video and the next week six and the next week nine. And you got to think about the incremental results. So if you keep going by the end of the year, you could conceivably have at least a thousand new people added to your list, at least who didn't know you before. And some people have far more than that. I've got a friend who runs a, a group, a Facebook group, and I think she has 20,000 people. But, but again, it's, it, it, all those huge marketers started like Jeff Walker. He jokes that on his very, he's got a list of over 100,000. He started with, he jokes that he started with a list of 18 and like three of them, no, four of those people were him and his wife with duplicate emails. <laughs> so, that's we, <laughs> so, so that's the key, that, that's the key about, about tripling your audience. And, and remember, going from zero to nine in a week is a win. So you're talking right. about with the it's same video, thing. Michelle, or are you talking about with different videos? Um, different things. So first of all, you can, I think one of the most important things to realize is when you put a video out on your Facebook business page, about 1% to 2% of the whole population is going to see it unless you boost it. So what I usually recommend is you put at least a, a couple dollars a day per video on boosting it. So let's say I have two videos that came out over a two-week period, I would boost each one for seven days on a $10 budget of each, not to my Facebook fans, but to a targeted audience of who I want to mm -hmm. reach. So mm -hmm. l let's say I want to reach all of Russell Brunson's people. I'm going to target, I can choose a custom audience, target just then. And then I can see which video is getting the most views, which is getting mm -hmm. the most likes, which is getting the most clicks. And then I can continue to boost that video. So, so that's, that, I don't know, did I, Bonnie, I want to make sure I answered your question. You were, oh, single video. Yeah, I mean, Sybil Henry, who's part of, she's in an online course I teach about getting more clients with video. She did her first Facebook Live, and in a week, she had like 1,000 views and I think 92 likes. So it can happen really quickly. And she was right. terrified. Yeah. Yeah, because depending on what the topic is that you're talking about, like if people have interest and you have people on your page or and then some people share, you know, share your stuff, like sometimes I'll do video and other people will share it to their group, so or to their page. So then you get, you know, people viewing it there too. So it's all good. I mean, to me, yeah. It's really kind of putting your heart and soul into something. You know, one thing I did want to say when you were talking about also, um, you know, little like kind of tips and you were talking about, you know, with, if your hair is messed up or you don't feel comfortable with the way you look, one of the things that people don't think about is like sometimes people put on clothes that they don't like the way they look in and then they go and do a video mm -hmm. and they're, they're feeling so uncomfortable in the clothes to begin with. And then they look like crap in the video because they feel like crap in their clothes. So here's the thing. First of all, don't wear anything that you don't feel good in ever. Throw those things away. Give mm -hmm. those things away. Do something with those things, but do not keep them in your closet. But secondly, don't ever get in front of the camera 
wearing something that you feel so uncomfortable with because that's all going to show up on the camera. And, and yeah, and that's such a great point. Your energy is everything when you're on camera. Your audience is very, very empathic. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, they're going to feel uncomfortable. If you're feeling confident and happy, they're going to feel more confident in you. And so, and so how you're being, how you're feeling when you're up there is everything. It, and, and it is the foundation, right? Like, so if you're wearing something that looks great, but you're feeling awkward, mm-hmm. it's going to translate as awkward. Um, exactly. There was something I was going to share real about, like, tripling back to the tripling your audience. One thing I wanted to share is that it can sometimes, and, and closing more sales, sometimes it can happen really quickly. So, like, Sybil, who I mentioned was um, terrified to do her first Facebook Live, and we did some private coaching around it. She did her first Facebook Live. She did well. She had three people contact her afterwards asking if they could work with her. And one was a pretty good company. Like, it wasn't even just a solo printer. It was like a company of 10. So one video can really, really make an impact. Um, And there was another woman that did a video challenge that I had given within a group I was in. And she told me, I didn't know about this. I saw her months later at a conference and she said that she started creating videos. She said they weren't, they weren't even great. They were like very imperfect videos. She told me she put them up on YouTube and the leading expert in her field, who was like her dream mentor happened to see them because she was in a very distinct niche. So her the, her dream mentor happened to see her, saw the videos, reached out to her, and was like, I want to work with you. Let's partner together on a project. Wow. So you just never know. Isn't that cool? Yes. That is super cool. Like, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Bonnie, I do, do you remember I the technique like you, 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 you remember the technique you used when you were nervous about filming your video? Has to do with the dog? When I was holding Richie? Yeah. Well, yeah, because, well, yeah, he definitely, he definitely made me feel better on camera for sure. You know, um, I wish, I wish he would have been happier being on camera, (laughs) but definitely. And I even did a photo shoot with Richie on top of doing the video. Didn't, I think we did the video shoot with Richie too, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Bonnie was feeling nervous about her, her, sales videos so we did it Richie sat on her lap for the whole sales video (laughs) 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 the true therapy dog yes (laughs) actually you know there's a media strategist I know who advises people to go on camera with animals whenever possible because you get more you get more views that way people love seeing animals on camera (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. That's great. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start bringing Wizard and Richie into all my camera, all my videos. <laughs> They're awesome. in. They said, we're in, That's Mom. Awesome. <laughs> so so let us um, go a little bit more about the closing sales and leaving an impression, because people need to know this in order to be excited yeah. about the video work. Yes. Okay. So, and then, and then Mia, within that, is there anything real specific you want me to make sure I cover? Because I want to make sure I'm answering your... Well, well, closing more sales, in my opinion, would be the fact that 
with a good video and photos and things like that, your appearance is concrete and solidified to them. They know if you're following your brand and all that, they know what you look like. They know who you are and they want to be with you. Sometimes a good photo shoot, I had a, a business coach years back where she had um, really jumped to, well, now she's a, you know, like a seven or $8 million a, a year coach. But because of her photo shoot that she put up, well, that's why I started working with her too, five and a half years ago, um, she got instantly in one month, a hundred thousand in sales her first month having that out. Wow. Because because it really did catch people who looked, you know, at her saying, wow, I really want to work with her. You know, it, it's, it's like reading a good story or seeing a good book um, or seeing a good movie. I mean, you, you want to be a part of something that touches you. So if somebody's photograph touches you in a specific way or yours touches somebody else, they're, they're in like Flynn as part of your tribe. They want to be there you know, working with you, et cetera. So that's why it's, it's so yeah. vital. That, that was one aspect I wanted. And also, I guess that that's also how it leaves an impression. You know, you leave an impression on people like, whoa, that was the coolest thing I ever heard. Or I loved how connected they were to me. Or they were speaking right at me. That kind of stuff. Yes. So there, yeah, definitely. I'm glad you, you, you expanded on that because I think that when it comes to creating sales out of video, which is to me is the next, it's like when I'm, you know, I teach courses around this and when I'm taking my, my participants through a process, our first process, right, is getting them comfortable on camera and then and, and doing a lot of things within the group just to get them comfortable posting within the group. The next phase is building their audience because you can't sell without an audience, right? You need a tribe. People tend to buy from people they know, like, and trust. And so the more you can do, that's where that consistent audience building comes in. You see all these huge marketers do these big $5 million, $2 million launches. What people don't realize is those big marketers have spent years cultivating a list and nurturing that list consistently. So yes, you can see people pop in on a Facebook ad campaign, spend all kinds of money and land some new people, but it's a lot harder. It's a lot more expensive to sell to an, uh, a cold audience, right? We're talking Facebook ads that can run $10 per lead than it is to sell to people who already know, like, and trust you. So the audience building is the next phase. The third phase, which I don't attempt doing until you've had a lot of experience with the first two phases, getting comfortable on camera and building your audience, the third phase is selling from the camera. And that's what, that takes a bit of skill. It takes, it takes skill. It takes strategy. It takes some coaching if you've never done it before. And so a couple of different elements come into play. So, Mia, you mentioned a couple of different things. You mentioned appearance. You mentioned uh, how, how they're showing up, the image, the brand image. I would say there's three other elements that are going to truly impact that sale. The first, the, so the next one is energy, which I'll go into in a minute, what you're broadcasting. The next is the content, which is vital, okay? Like nothing impacts conversions more than that message. I mean, you could have a great message without those other things, and you may not sell as well, but the message has to be there. 
and then production quality if you're if you're truly making a sales video. And so I do think that um, people buy, this was something taught to me by one of my business mentors, people buy from the perception of increase. They buy from people who they see as further along the path who are going to get them to where they want to go. So if you are a business coach or a money coach, all right, and they want to grow their business and make more money, and you show up looking like you might live in a car, that's going to impact the sale, right? You've got <laughs> oh to show God. up. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like you make, you, make a video, you make a video on your flip phone and you upload it to like a 2001. <laughs> but really, I mean, so right, you got to think about what, what does your audience want and are you are you embodying what they want to become, right? And the cool thing about video is video does a really powerful thing for the business owner because we've got this one client who the first time we made her video, she literally cried because when she saw it in a good way because she knew deep inside that she was a business leader, but she had never fully, like, owned it. And when she mm. saw herself on video depicted as this rock star, which was just through the editing and the interview and the B-roll we spliced together, she literally cried because she suddenly saw the vision of who mm-hmm. she was going to become. So I share this because you don't have to have it all together now, but if you have a team, if you have somebody who, who knows how to do good makeup and knows how to capture you in a good light and knows how to guide you on what to wear and knows how to bring your energy out so you're showing up as your fullest you, you can do it, paint the picture, and become it all at the same time. It can happen all together. Um, Michelle, what you just said is super, super powerful. When we do, most people know that I also do love work, which is the interpersonal self-growth work. And that is exactly what we do. I have them take these shots because, and it's from the bust up only, because people don't know what they look like. They think they look a thousand times worse than they do. When they see those pictures, you know what happens? Those become their new profile picture, everything else. They're like, look at me. I'm pretty, you know? So you are so Yes, yes. Yes, and, and, and it, 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 that's why I think professional photo shoots even are like the healthiest pe- thing people can do for their self-esteem because you're right. They finally, I've seen it with so many women, they start seeing themselves as more beautiful, and that's what I mm-hmm. think a great, a really well-shot video can do because what you've got with the video is now you're adding in the right words and the content, and I think a big pain point for people that they have is how to how to talk about their message, how to share their message in a compelling way. And content that converts is a very complex, um, there's a skill to it, right? Just like good conversion copywriters, there are good conversion sales videos. And there's certain beats that you need to hit in order for that video to actually lead to enrollment. And it's not manipulative it's actually good psychology and so you need to appeal to things like your client's pain points the transformation they want their mental and emotional triggers 
how your offer is going to be the vehicle that's going to get them to that transformation, the benefits and results that others have experienced. There's a lot of layers that go in there. And so having that content piece is really, really important. And then mm-hmm. also if you're doing like a, a real sales video for something, it's really good to have a, a good production quality. Maybe hire someone to shoot it so that you are putting yourself out there in the best light. Absolutely. With that said, there have been people in my in my launch community who've done Facebook Live launches where, you know, it was it was run and gun, but their content was killer. So you know, you can do it with Facebook Live. You just have to really have super sharp content. Awesome. So we are just about ready to wrap it up here. We have less than a minute. What would you like to share with the audience, Michelle, that you haven't shared thus far? Um, So one thing is that I really hope that some of the tips I shared are are not overwhelmed. Like, don't lead anyone to believe that they can't do it. Because, like I said, if you find a good on-camera coach, really, in a couple of hours, you can start seeing some major transformations in how you're showing up on camera. And then think of it like riding a bike. You really are going to get better and better. And and the last thing is when you do these videos at first, you're doing them for you, right? Think of it, you could be posting them on your Facebook timeline and setting the settings as only I can see it or only set it so that only your best friend can see it because it's mm-hmm. just about getting practice. And after a couple of weeks of that, then graduate to more people seeing it. But at first, it's really for you. It's for you to get comfortable. So take take all the pressure making other people happy and Beautiful. like it and share it off of yourself. Yeah. And then the last thing is, if you, if you um, I do have a way that if people want to get started, kind of finding out, okay, I do want to shoot videos on my start smartphone. Where do I start? What what tripod do I get? What, do, what gear do I need just to get the basics? Um, I have a guide that I'm happy to share with people. They would, I can give them kind of the, the place they can, they can go and, and get that if they would like. It's free. Fabulous. Sure. You want to so, give them the URL? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so the URL is getmoreclientswithvideo.biz, and then it's forward slash free hyphen gift. Awesome. And then we'll get we'll get you the guide. That's beautiful. Well, thank you for joining us. And everyone, thank you for joining us for this beautiful, fun, exciting, crush it on camera uh, learning experience. And remember, you are more beautiful than you even know. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs>